Welcome to another edition of Hotspots H2O. I'm Brett Walton, the Circle of Blue reporter. A few weeks ago, the World Health Organization and UNICEF published the first progress report for water and sanitation under the Sustainable Development Goals, or SDGs. The goals were adopted by the United Nations in 2015, and they represent the world's latest agenda for addressing deep poverty. For water and sanitation in the SDGs, it's ambitious, aiming not just for better hardware, meaning wells and toilets, but more reliable service and cleaner water. Today, I'm speaking with Katerina Fonseca, head of the International and Innovation Program at IRC WASH, a group working on drinking water and sanitation. Katerina, thanks for joining the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. There are a lot of numbers and data in this assessment report, and we'll get to that a bit later. But let's start with a basic summary of what the SDGs aim to accomplish for water and sanitation. So what what do the SDGs aim to do that the Millennium Development Goals, which were the precursor, uh, did not? So I think the the MDGs really set, the, the baseline was to have or not to have water and sanitation, so a, a toilet and a drinking water, and it was for half of the population. While the SDGs um, increased the, the bar, the standards uh, higher, to have safe water, safe sanitation, hygiene on premises, and quite a number of targets related with abstraction of uh, water resources, pollution, um, water resource management, um, and for the whole population. So the part of the safe drinking water and safe uh, sanitation is for uh, everyone, not just for half of the population. Right. So the Millennium Development Goals were saying we just want to take some steps towards getting more people water and sanitation, but the Sustainable Development Goals, the SDGs, are a kind of an all-in measure. We want everyone to have not just some access to water, but to have good quality yeah. water. Yes, and, and on-premises um, and safe. I think the, the safety issue um, on water quality um, was was quite um, yeah uh, a higher standard compared with uh, MDGs. That's one of the, the big things about this uh, assessment report from the World Health Organization and UNICEF is uh, for the first time measuring trying to get a an assessment of how many people have safe water. Uh, so what did the report find for that? So first of all, I mean, this is a, it's an excellent report. It really provides a bird's eye picture of where we are in the water sector and everyone should, should read it working in the sector. Um, there are a couple of, of new things in this report. Well, first, the, the MDGs ended with almost 700 million people without access to improved uh, services. But the SDGs, because of the new um, standards, uh, start with more than 800 million people without basic services. So that's, that's a, a big difference. But I think the one of the, I don't know if shocking, but yeah, one of the, I think, yes, shocking um, data is that in the 90 countries that were able to report on uh, basic sanitation, um, it's, the progress so far is very, very slow and they will not reach universal coverage by 2030. So I think that's, 
that was quite shocking. And then it really goes, the report goes deeper into inequalities and you can see the large gaps of service and, and um, achievements between Sub-Saharan Africa and other countries, also between urban and rural areas and between the richest and the poorest. And this does not count, the, the report did not include a lot of uh, data on slums. Um, and if this would be had, uh, added, then the inequalities would be even more uh, evident. Um, yeah, so I think these are, the, these are the, the highlights. There has been progress, but the progress is not fast enough, especially on sanitation, to achieve uh, the sustainable development goals. I want to get to the, the inequality aspect here in a bit, but first, let's be clear about the definitions that um, the agencies are using now in the newest report. So we have, I guess, additional an additional step on this ladder yeah. of services, which is the safely managed water. And how do we, how, how does the report define safely managed? Um, so there are different way, different um, uh, measurements for water and sanitation. Uh, and I don't want to, I mean, I could say it in normal language, but I don't want to um, say anything wrong. So I would open the report, if you don't mind. Okay. To go through it, because I don't want to be saying <laughs> Okay. So, uh, I mean, basically, we have yeah. safety managed at the top. And then there's, uh, I guess, basic service, and then. Ah, oh, like that. Yeah. So there's, there's a. Sorry. So yes. So um, there is a ladder, and the ladder defines a basic standard, and the basic standard um, is is defined by having access to safe water within 30 minutes of the household. Um, and the same for sanitation, which includes uh, a toilet, a safe toilet, which is uh, not shared and it's on uh, premises. Um, and it also uh, added um, uh, washing uh, facilities, uh, hand washing facilities. So that's for water and sanitation. But there, there are more targets beyond the drinking water and sanitation, which the report does not address. And what, what are those? Uh, so those are on water efficiency, on abstraction, on pollution targets, and water resource management. Um, and uh, the JMP and WHO are responsible for the drinking water and sanitation targets, and UN Water is responsible for tracking and, and measuring uh, the other uh, targets. Um, but if you, if you ask me what are some of the limitations of the, of the report, it, this is one of them. So this is, it's, it sounds very unwise to keep looking at these aspects and these issues separately because non-treated sewage, agriculture, industrial pollution, they all have an impact on the quality of the water services too. And here you have uh, different UN agencies looking the targets differently, which reflects also what's happening at country level. It's different agencies, different line ministries looking at uh, these very interconnected sectors. Um, and uh, it's, I think it's a missed opportunity not to start linking some of the baselines and some of the, uh, of the measurements, because then we keep talking about it in silos. And I don't think if we keep 
doing that, we, we are able to solve such a complex uh, problem. Um, and the complexity is made yeah. even more uh, apparent in this report, it, going from the Millennium Development Goals, right, where it was just you know, build a well that's protected or uh, yeah. a sufficient latrine, and then you've checked off that better access. But for the SDGs, it seems like not only are you building better facilities, but you're looking at how often does water come? Is, is it of a good quality? Um, so much, a much more uh, lofty standard. And, and some of the figures in the report suggest that there's still quite a ways to go for much of the world. Uh, well, yes, and if and it does not include. I think we we did some analysis. So the the data is only available for half of the countries of the world, but actually the countries that are not part of of the report are home to about a third of the population, um, and so some of that data is missing. And then indeed, with there are linkages with um, with the UN water agencies working on education and health but not with the UN agencies that are looking into what we call the big water aspects, uh, which are absolutely critical uh, if we want to reach the targets, the much more ambitious targets um, of drinking water and sanitation. Mm. Um, so as I said, I mean, it's a great report. It does address issues that were not addressed with the MDGs. Uh, it's, it's great to see the effort being put uh, into the issues of inequalities, uh, which is really important for the universal access, the component of the, of the human rights to water and sanitation. But then there's all of these targets which are very interlinked and connected, uh, which, yeah, which you don't see much movement in the sector, uh, both at country level for monitoring those targets, but also at international level. Before we get to the, the data and inequality aspect, there's one more definition I want to make sure listeners mm -hmm. understand. And since the SDGs put emphasis on safe water, uh, how is safe water defined uh, for these assessment reports? Um, you, there are many indicators of water quality. Some countries have up to standards of 15 uh, different indicators of water quality. For basic water, with uh, basic safe water, uh, that standard on the ladder, we are talking about E. coli. Mm -hmm. So it's only one. So it's really the basic basics, which is the presence of um, E. coli. So, I mean, in the U.S., we've been talking, uh, there's been a lot of news reports on uh, chemical contaminants in the water, but that's not what's measured in these reports. It's basic bacteria indicators. Yes, it's basic bacteria indicators. Okay. Yeah. All right. uh, so, you mentioned data, and you said there's a, some data gaps. Why is it important that we have good data to measure these uh, you know, successes and failures accurately? Well, all, all the countries have committed to the sustainable development goals. So if the countries are committed, uh, that means that we need a baseline and we need to track uh, the progress. And if there is no data, no basic data on who has water, who doesn't, uh, what's the status of the infrastructure, what is the service level that is providing and to whom is, is water and sanitation being provided, um, it will be very hard to then um, make governments accountable to their commitments. 
and for, for instance, civil society organizations in those countries also to hold their own governments accountable for some of these commitments. In the, the weeks following the report, it, would, it came out a few weeks ago, uh, have you heard any change in how water and sanitation is discussed in light of the findings of this report? Um, the, so the report came out in July, at the end of July, and uh, I've, I've, I've heard the organizations in the sector discussing the report and um, a very, very good article in the National Geographic on open defecation. But besides that, I think probably the next sector meeting, uh, so the, the Stockholm Water Week in the end of August, it will be the place where we will hear uh, also how some of the governments are reacting to uh, the information uh, that it's in the report. And will the, the figures in this first baseline report uh, have any effect on your organization and how you do your work? Well, they, they do have, they are a great um, a mirror. So for where we are, especially in the countries where we work, uh, on the discussions that we have with the different governments on first on their monitoring systems and and how can we keep improving the monitoring system especially at district level but also uh, what are some of the implications in terms of uh, budgeting and achieving the targets so it's it's just a great uh, mirror and uh, evidence for where we are uh, and then inequality is is the one aspect I wanted to cycle back to because mm. um, you know the headlines usually read about these you know global numbers, but within countries and between countries there are big differences in the number of people served. Mm -hmm. uh, how how can those inequalities be be bridged? Uh, I think the well the the first the first uh, good thing of the report is that it's there is such a focus and and some of the inequalities per country are quite high so that's that's already information that didn't exist uh, before and um, this is this is about prioritization it's about prioritization of investments prioritization of programs so I think different organizations institutions can can do different things with this data I think donors can start uh, holding also governments more accountable to uh, some of the sector spending in these areas, but also um, the civil society organizations from these countries can do the same. Um, and it does, I mean, it's also a consequence of, of reaching universal access. So the, the more difficult to reach will be the poorest and will be the, the more expensive in some areas. Some of the rural areas are, uh, more remote, more difficult to reach, and it's also a consequence of the limits of uh, payment for water and those that can afford it. So those that can afford it and pay are the first to have access, and then the ones, uh, the poorest will always require much more public investments and public finance, which in many of these countries is also very limited. Um, so it's, yeah, different owners and different institutions can do something different with it, but it's also because the, the, so the last mile, so to say, the ones that uh, are not yet rich will also be uh, more expensive to reach. Okay. That'll be something to watch in the years to come. Yeah. We've been speaking today with Katerina Fonseca of IRC WASH about the first assessment of drinking water and sanitation and the sustainable development goals. 
Katerina, thanks for joining us today. It was a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me, Brett.